Welcome back to another episode of Dragonfly Ripple, uh, the podcast where my friend Carlin Trammell and I, this is Michael May, talk about bringing up the next generation of nerds. Uh, so come on up to the porch, have a seat, and uh, we're going to get the conversation started. Um, I thought it'd be fun. Oh, well, Carlin, I should let you introduce yourself. Uh, Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a newbie at... Uh, at some of the hosting stuff, but I love that we have a porch for our show now. Uh, yeah, and rocking chairs. I'm really <laughs> enjoying this one. Um, we'll have to get some lemonade at some point. Sounds uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this morning, I thought we'd talk about um, uh, something that so I know David is really interested in um, in showing me some new kind of nerdy things that he's interested in, and he always has been. Um, and we might actually do a show at some point. Uh, where it's the kids introducing us to something and we talk about that instead of the other way around. Um, but I thought maybe this morning, Carly, we could talk about um, nerdy interests that our kids have that that either you're not into or, or maybe that you just didn't introduce them to. Because I have what I'll talk about after you, um, where it's something that I think is really cool and I'm interested in it, but it's just not something that I directly you know, set David down in front of and said, here, watch this. So mm-hmm. does Annalise have anything like that? She does. Uh, she's always been a, a reader, uh, you know, from – we have this picture of her when she was four months old. She was sitting on a couch and she's just sitting there looking at a book and she's turning – like she really – like she would turn the pages and she'd be four months old and she'd just look at books uh, even that young. And so she's always been a huge reader and uh, unfortunately, I, I'm not a voracious reader like that. I wish I was, but I, I don't read very much at all. Um, I was more of a comic book guy and not as much of a book guy growing up. But she loves reading books. And so she um, – a friend of mine from uh, who's been a guest on uh, one of the other shows I do uh, sent me for free the, the entire Harry Potter books wow. like the entire set of them and i had seen the movies but we hadn't watched the movies as a family we didn't there was no like hey here's the there was no like setup like hey here's this thing you'd love i just was like oh here's some books put them in her room and at some point she just decided to start reading them mm-hmm. and uh, so she went through all of those on her own that was her big uh, nerdy interest that became much more hers than anybody else's in the family and and then uh similarly my dad had given me um a book called Aragon, which is about some dragons. Mm-hmm. I had never read it. At some point, I'm going through my books. I'm like, I'm, I've never read this book. I'm not sure if I'm ever going to do it. Uh, I sort of do a little quick research on it. I, you know, I'm like, all right, here's the reading level. I ask uh, Annalise, do you want you want a book about dragons? And she has become obsessed with this Aragon series, yeah. and she loves it. And so that's very much hers is these these fantasy books. And now she's wanting to read. She is wanting to read Lord of the Rings uh, and The Hobbit and all those, you know, the, the Tolkien books down cool. the road. And and my my dad's helped her identify some other fantasy books uh, and and uh, authors to read. So that's very much hers, and it's very much some, something that I don't I don't know how she got it because neither my wife nor I are really sitting around reading, modeling, wow, uh, reading. So that's that's cool that she does it. I love it. And um, but that's all her. Nice. That's really cool. And she's totally ready for The Hobbit right now. That that book is right on her level. As- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you know some of it's um you know we're in the middle of school, so she's got all this other reading she's got to do for school, and yeah. she wants to get to The Hobbit, and uh, so uh, it's not something she's it's not something she's resisting. It's just a matter of finding the time to do it. Yeah, I hear that. Well, for David, um, 
it's interesting. I, I, uh, I introduced him to, to superheroes. Um, that's part of my job as a nerd dad. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, um, you know, it, we're living in the golden age of TV. I know everybody says that, but it's so true that there's more, not just TV, but quality TV, good TV to watch than I can possibly ever watch. Um, and so I'm having to really be, you know, picking and choosing. Um, and uh, and David has more time to watch TV than I do. He gets up early and uh, watches, you know, an hour or two before school. And uh, his school starts kind of late. Uh, so he's moved on past me in, in a variety of areas. Um, but one of them, he's really into all the superhero shows. Um, so he's, you know, either caught up or catching up on Gotham and Daredevil and uh, Arrow and The Flash um, in fact, it was funny. He started watching The Flash because it popped up on Netflix, and uh, he got to the crossover episode. He goes, "Oh man, I got to go catch up on Arrow in order to get to this." <laughs> so he went and caught up on Arrow, and then he he kept on watching both of them. Um, I know Dash and you talked about Ultimate Spider-Man yep. last week. He Dave was a fan of that. Um, I think his attempt to introduce me to that was similar to Dash's attempt to introduce you. Like that's <laughs> something that it, it, it works on their level. Um, but uh, it's not something that I was super into. Um, but uh, but David also like the 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 Bruce Tim versus Justice League uh, uh-huh. cartoon day. He he like watched all of that stuff. So he's super into pardon the pun superhero shows. Um, that uh, that I'm not like saying hey you know check this out. He just he loves uh, that genre especially on TV. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, and there's no shortage of it right now at all. There's, you know, you mentioned several of them. You mentioned they're they're on actively now the um, the live action stuff, and they're yeah. adding to it. Like Supergirl started starting or started. I think it's. I don't think it's out yet. Okay, as we're Legends, recording here, and then, and then Legends of Tomorrow, I think is what it's called, is coming yeah. out uh, in the in the spring, and uh, and then uh, you know I don't know if he's watched Agents of Shield, but there's talks of other like stuff that goes you know goes with that and then the other you know the other marvel stuff jessica jones and mm-hmm. and all that stuff too so there's it's like i i'm with you i don't like there's all these things that i want to watch and i i don't know if i can keep up with it like i i remember as a kid what probably when i was uh david's age thinking oh wouldn't it be cool if they would do this and now here here we are and, and i'm in my late 30s and i'm like oh now they're finally doing it and i can't i don't have time <laughs> i know <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, they could they could seriously do a whole channel just of uh, nothing but all the superhero shows that are out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, especially yeah the cartoons and it's it's interesting. He's getting involved or you know getting interested in the uh, the Tim stuff and that Tim. As far as I'm concerned, that Bruce Tim DC stuff hands down is mm-hmm. some of the greatest. Uh, that's my favorite DC interpretation. Period. I th- yeah. Well, yeah. I, it's up there. Um, Batman: the Brave and the Bold is is also. Oh, I love that show too. But yeah, the, but yeah the the Tim stuff has a, um, its tongue isn't quite as in his cheek as it is <laughs> in the uh, in the Brave and the Bold. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, so uh, as we kind of transition into our next thing and bring on the kids, um, we're gonna do something a little bit different and uh, just talk between you and I about um, the, the 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 stuff that we uh, introduced our kids to and and why. Uh, we did it. So, um, do you want to say what it is that you and uh, Annalise watched? And well, yeah. So this for this episode of Dragonfly Ripple, uh, Annalise uh, has been introduced to 
the M. Night Shyamalan movies, but just the first three. Just uh, Well, I guess not the first three. His second, third, and fourth, because we didn't watch Wide Awake. Um, yeah. We watched uh, the, the Sixth Sense, we watched Unbreakable, and we watched Signs. Yeah. So what was, uh, why was this the right time to, to introduce her to those, those movies? Uh, well, we've talked before about her fondness for Doctor Who, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I've even mentioned before that Doctor Who is kind of like, uh, you know, it's very science fiction, but it's got a very uh, strong horror component, too. Yeah. And I felt like, uh, not that I've ever been huge into horror at all, really, nor do I necessarily, nor am I really trying to uh, introduce her to horror, but I felt like The Sixth Sense was a an interesting next step as far as a, like, all right, you've, you've watched Dr. Who. You seem to enjoy that level of like suspense and thrills and startles. Um, but without jumping right into, um, you know, a straight horror film, here's something that's a little bit more in the middle Mm -hmm. that I thought had a good story. And I thought she'd enjoy the, the twist ending. And uh, I guess we should say that we'll most likely spoil twist endings in this show. So if you haven't watched those movies, then, uh, be aware, but uh, yeah, she she. Um, I, I thought I just thought you know now would be the time. It's it's a good transition uh, point, I think, in that in cool. that genre. Um, and I know you had considered showing her the village. Uh, was that? Did you just not have the time to do it, or did you reconsider it? We didn't have the time, and uh, it was funny. You and I. I don't want to use this show to. <laughs> promote another show I do, but you it's funny because you and I were on a an episode of Nerd Lunch together uh about about two years ago where uh Nerd Lunch had put uh M. Night Shyamalan on trial. Right. And uh I, I I think in that episode, or at least I've I, I know I feel this way, I feel like the village is the line where I feel like Shyamalan goes downhill. And uh, I didn't really feel like watching it again, so I didn't push for it. But but you know, you can certainly talk to Annalise in a bit about whether she has interest in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, then what David and I watched um, was, uh, and this is interesting because he came to me with this idea, and uh, um, I'm not exactly sure why. Uh, um, you know what? We, we, you can ask him about you know why he uh, he picked this. Um, but he wanted to watch uh, some Sherlock Holmes and specifically The Hound of the Baskervilles. And there's, and that's one of the most remade stories um, of Sherlock Holmes. There's, there's a bunch of Hound of the Baskervilles movies. So we watched four different versions of it. And uh, we watched the 1939 one with Basil Rathbone, which kicked off his long uh, series of Sherlock Holmes movies. Then we watched the 1959 Hammer version with uh, Grand Moff Tarkin and Count Dooku. <laughs> and uh um and that has a completely different feel and then uh in the 80s the bbc had a long-running series of uh it was a tv show and they did tv movies starring jeremy brett um as sherlock holmes one of my favorite probably my favorite sherlock holmes um just because of how faithful those stories are um or those adaptations are uh so there was the hound of the basketball's tv movie with him we watched that one, and then we watched the uh, the the movie the episode from uh, the the recent the, the current I guess um, uh, Sherlock series starring Benedict Cumberbatch, and uh, so those are the four that we did. And looking forward to I haven't actually talked to David about his favorites or anything, so I'm, I'm okay, curious. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
so let's bring them on and uh, and we'll talk about this. We're going to start off talking to you, you and Annalise about M Night Shyamalan, and uh, David actually is not going to join that conversation because um, he has seen signs, but he hasn't seen the other two, and he wanted to remain spoiler free. So again, <laughs> we are going to let Annalise talk freely about the twists. Uh, so if you uh, have not seen those movies, um, first of all, go do it because they're all really good. Um, but uh, second of all, um, just be warned that we're going to talk freely about him. So let's bring the kids in. I want to tell you my secret now. I see dead people. So welcome back, and uh, we're here with Annalise to talk about M. Night Shyamalan movies, uh, the first three, well, I would call them the first three, because he made a couple before that, but nobody knows about them, and they're not really worth checking out anyway. Um, so I want to start off talking about the sixth, sixth sense. I always have a hard time saying that. Um, and uh, especially because it was kind of a creepy movie. Now, I know your dad had said um, that, uh, first of all, bravo for... Um, you're being able to watch some of those Doctor Who episodes that are so scary because, um, man, there's some really scary ones. And, uh, Especially Blink. Yes! Weeping Angels. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Weeping Angels one and the one with the little kid with the gas mask. Oh, yeah. I love that one. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time since I've seen it, though. Yeah, it's so scary. And um, I remember your dad said... Uh, on a previous episode, he and I were talking and, uh, he said that, you know, you watch him like kind of like one eye peeking out from your blanket and stuff. And, um, I thought, Oh, what a cool idea. Maybe that's what David needs is a blanket. So actually I bought him a TARDIS blanket. Um, (laughs) so we're going to try some of those episodes again, uh, with a little bit of a buffer between him and the screen. Uh, but so the sixth sense though was pretty scary. Did you think it was scary? Um, a little, a little, it was, it was, it was really creepy. Yeah. Um, so, but was there a part where you were like, "Oh, this is this is getting pretty"? There was ever like a. Did you have to get under your blanket at all? Um, I don't remember. Okay. Uh, like the part that I'm thinking of is uh, the first time that we see one of the ghosts, and like he's underneath his blanket, and you can see the thing. There's something like moving around outside of it, and I just remember that being super scary, but. Uh, you're probably braver than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, remember, um, w- like when the girl, um, when he's helping the girl and the family. Yes. I remember, like when the girl first shows up. That is super. Yeah, that's the part <laughs> I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, so, do you, do you like scary stuff? Um, I guess it depends. Like the, um, I don't watch very many ghost things so mm-hmm. i guess i just i'd never really do you, you, seen that sort of stuff <laughs> okay do you, do you want to watch other scary movies or tv shows you have an interest in uh, monsters well, or? i, I want to keep um doing doctor who right um, yeah and um i guess it just depends 
But you're not like itching to go see uh, like a Frankenstein movie or a Wolfman no, movie not, or nothing. not really. Okay, All right. Um, just, is it just because it doesn't really interest you? It's not that it's too scary because obviously you could handle some pretty scary stuff. <laughs> yeah, I just I like science fiction and fantasy and stuff. Sure. More. Yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. Um, so all three of these movies are pretty quiet, and uh, and it's mm-hmm. I think the actors you know, kind of don't show a lot of emotion. I think your dad agrees with me there. Uh, do you, do you agree with that? Do you, you kind of get a sense that these actors aren't really giving you a whole lot of emotion to, to see? Yeah. I guess sometimes they seem like really nervous or really worried or really scared, mm-hmm. but that was pretty much it. Like there wasn't over, overjoy, like, like really excited stuff. Yeah. Was, yeah. That was it. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, well, it worked for those movies just because they were very quiet movies and mm-hmm. there was some creepy stuff. But for other movies, that would be really, really annoying. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't really thought about that way before, but I think you're right. It, it, maybe it kind of helps with some of the creepiness, um, you know, that the, yeah. the characters are so kind of understated. Um, what did you think about the actors in these movies? Did you? Um, they were they were pretty good in the. Um, there's the same actor in um, Sixth Sense and um, Unbreakable. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Do you like him? Mm-hmm. And you know- um, we're, me and Dad and Dashville, we're all watching Animaniacs. And um, there's um, the guy from um, Signs. He's in that show. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he did an episode, or he uh, he shows up on a one of the skits of Animaniacs. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. Fun. Um. So all three of these movies also have really prominent roles for kids. Um, mm-hmm. That did you identify with one kid more than the other kids? Any of them kind of pop mm-hmm. out at you as a favorite? Well, I. My favorite was probably um, the one in Unbreakable, because I think it'd be really cool to, if my dad was a superhero. Oh, okay. But I don't think I would try to shoot him to prove <laughs> he was a superhero. Well, good for you. <laughs> 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 yeah. That, oh, man. I've, I, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. That was a, that was a tense moment. Um, so did you, kind of as you're watching, did you identify with the kids more than the grown-ups? Um, as a like, you know, because I as a as a grown up, I watch Unbreakable, and I'm I'm mostly thinking about, um, you know, the dad character and kind of relating mm-hmm. to him. So, um, but did you find yourself kind of thinking more about the son and kind of watching the movie through his eyes, or what was that like as a kid watching that? Um. Well, I mean, I guess it was exciting because you're seeing someone be a superhero and like. Um, turn into something really cool mm-hmm. um, and that seemed really exciting for his son but for the dad he seemed like he kind of seemed a little upset about it um, right right yeah um, what about the kids in science did you uh, did you like those guys yeah especially Bo she was she was really funny yeah yeah um, she is. with her water uh huh yeah she doesn't <laughs> um, like make a big deal of it she just kind of goes and there's dust in the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what about the kid in The Sixth Sense? Um, 
he he seemed really scared like all the time but oh, I, I mean i guess i would be too if i saw ghosts everywhere, yeah so. right um well and he also you know had this problem and, and the other kids did too to a certain extent where you know he he's the only one who can see this and uh and he's really concerned you know because his mom can't see it and he's really concerned for most of the movie about mm-hmm. what she might think of him and 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 all three of the kids, you know, they're able to see something or they believe something that the grown-ups either don't see or don't believe. And that yeah. kind of puts them into conflict with their parents. How did how did that make you feel? Just, you know, because you obviously have a really great relationship with your folks. Um, it, how, did, how did it make you feel watching these kids who, who maybe didn't have as, as great a relationship with their parents? Um, well, it was kind of... It was kind of annoying that, like, they see something and they're trying to tell their parents and then they're like, oh, no, that's not what's going on. You're just seeing things. And then at the end, it was kind of, like, satisfying to see them being, like, almost being proven wrong. Like, yes, I am seeing these things. Like, it is true. Like, with the aliens, he was, like, obsessed with the aliens. And um, then it turns out that there actually are aliens. Yeah, yeah. So you felt like or did you feel like they kind of had to fight to like be accepted by their parents or um Um, maybe a little yeah um so uh, we gotta talk about the twist endings because especially the sixth Mm -hmm. sense and unbreakable they have these really cool twist endings did you see those coming either one of them no 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 not at all although in sixth sense like at the very beginning when the guy like he's shot and then the next scene he's just walking on the street i thought that was really confusing mm-hmm. um and i thought that he actually died but then that oh maybe it's just like he was just wounded and he's fine right and take him to the hospital and get surgery done or something yeah some time had passed he, he had gotten better or something yeah um so now that you've seen them and you know what the twist ending is would you want to watch them again um Probably the when at the end of Sixth Sense, my mom said that watching it again, she was able to look for the things that the um, grown up couldn't do. Like he never, we never saw him open the door to the cellar, like the wine cellar. Right. But he, it was just he would just be in there, um, and um, he like he never had a conversation with the kid's mom. Right. Like. It, they make it look like he he did, but yeah. he like we didn't, and um, and I thought that I think that would be cool to like look at. Yeah, I think that one especially is rewards going back and watching again, knowing what you know. What about Unbreakable? Would you want to see that one again, knowing what's really going um, on with Mister Glass? <laughs> um, it, I think it'd be harder to see than in Sixth Sense because mm-hmm. he looks like he's like trying to help um, the dad, but. He's also, like, killing millions of people. Right, right. Um, now, science sort of has a twist, but it's not as big as the other yeah. two. That, what did you think about that? Like, when you were watching that one, were you expecting um, a big twist? Um, I w- well, I was... I don't think I was really expecting it, um, but I was... There was, there was like, a small twist, like, with the whole water situation. Mm-hmm. Um, how there's water everywhere, right. and then that turns out to be their like weakness, sort yeah. of. Um, and then the kids' asthma and the bats. Right. Um, 
and that was that was kind of cool. Yeah. So did, did you like the that. ending of it? Yeah. Okay. So you didn't you didn't really miss that there was no big twist. Or, I mean, like I said, there's kind of a little bit of a twist, but it wasn't like a big yeah. like, oh no, this changes everything. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't know what the twist would be. Like, they're trying to be friends, or I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what was your favorite of the three movies? Um, Probably Unbreakable. Really? Okay. Um, because why? Just because it's like, it was superheroes, and uh, Nick Fury is in it, and... Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was another like really big twist, because in the other movies that I've seen them in, He's always the good guy. So in like right. Star Wars and the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. she, um, she hasn't seen a ton of Samuel L. Jackson movies yet. So no. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, they could be kind of rough, but uh, but you've seen the you know probably some of his best ones. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. He used to see him as a good guy, and, and he you know seems like he's going to be for yeah most of Unbreakable, and then yeah, you want to trust him. Cool. So did was it the superhero thing that you really um, um, liked about that one, as opposed? Yeah, to... I thought that was that was cool. Um, yeah. All right. Um, you think any of these would make a, have a good sequel? Um, well, I think Unbreakable because like we could you yeah. could show him like helping people and maybe um, Mr. Glass could come out and do something or there's somebody else that he's fighting or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then, um, my mom said this morning that maybe Sixth Sense, um, that they could, like the kid is older and he's like a detective and he's using these ghosts oh. to help set things right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that actor that, is that older now. Yeah. That actor, I think he's in his probably late twenties now, maybe that would be cool. So would you rather see a, a like a, movie sequel or a TV show about either one of those characters? Um, I think the TV show, like, for Unbreakable, that would be interesting. Uh-huh. And maybe maybe both, like, just have different episodes of different crimes that happen. Yeah. <gasps> they could cross over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They could make a super team. Yeah, so one that sees ghosts and one that can't die. Yeah. Douse them in water. And then Cole can see David Dunn and be like, you look just like this ghost that helped me out when I was eight. Oh, man. Oh, I'm getting chills. <laughs> that would be really creepy. And then we could work in the daughter from Science, too. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what her power would be. Yeah, uh, she, not drinking yeah. water. <laughs> yeah, she's like um, <laughs> um, the guy in Unbreakable's best friend. Yeah. She's a taste tester. <laughs> Awesome. Your water's contaminated. Please don't right. drink it. M. Night Shyamalan, I know you're listening, so I want you to uh, please make this <laughs> I don't happen. think he listens to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so my last question is, uh, Do you would you like to see more of, of Shyamalan's films? Like, the next one is The um, Village. Are you curious about that one? Uh, well, I asked Dad what it's about, and he said that it's like sort of like another horror base but he can't really explain it so that sounds interesting yeah and then the lady in the water he said it was like a fairy tale Mm -hmm. and um most fairy tales are pretty cool yeah Um, i've like one of my favorite authors is like really good at writing these fairy tale books who's that uh ed baker okay she's she has like four five five series um and they're really good 
cool. And I'm actually looking at one of the series right now. <laughs> yeah, I um I like the village more than your dad does. I know. Um, and uh, and and Lady in the Water. It's um I I think you would enjoy that uh, too probably. Okay, so next uh, we're going to bring David back, and uh, and we're going to talk a little bit um, about uh, um, Sherlock Holmes and the Hound of the Baskervilles. But first, of course, Jetpack Tiger. All right, now it's time for a new episode of Jetpack Tiger. And I'm... Carlin Trammell, and I'm Dashiell Trammell. Okay, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Animaniac. Animaniacs? What's that? Animaniacs is um, these crazy guys who are from the Warner Brothers studio. And the, there's two boys, um, Wacko and Yakko. And then there's a girl named Dot. The girl is the cutest. The um, Wacko with... Yeah, Wacko is the uh, the one that likes to eat the most. Wacko likes to eat. And the other guy is, well, the oldest Warner brother. He's like the brains of the group or something, right? Yeah, he's the brains of the group. Okay. And when did, when did, when was this show on? Um. Originally, do you know? No. You don't know? Mm-hmm. Was it on before you were born or after you were born originally? Um, I think it was on before I was born. Like a lot before you were born? I think a lot before I was born. Did you know that it was originally on in 1993, I think? Whoa! That's way! When I was before, guys, way! Was that when you were born? No, I was a, I was a high schooler in 1993. Oh. All right, so uh, how do we discover this show? Well, well, Daddy found it on Amazon, so we got on the we got on um, the Xbox 360 and went on Amazon, and we found Animaniacs. Now you had heard of it before, though, right? Well, I haven't heard of Animaniacs like. And heard of their names, though. But I've, like, seen it before. At school, there's, like, Animaniac songs that you learn that that teach you stuff. Like what kinds of things? Um, when Wacko Warner was um, teaching you all the states, I think. Uh-huh. And they're having class, actually. They're having it. They had a teacher. So there's lots of educational songs and stuff like there's one that's all the different countries and there's one that's all the different planets and and so you've you had heard of some of those songs before but you hadn't watched the show yeah now what have you seen a cartoon like this because a lot of the cartoons you watched are either like pbs they're very educational like you're learning about math or you're learning about reading you're learning about animals or it's superhero stuff but have you ever seen a show quite like animaniacs before well, if you involve like looking like character wise, I've seen like this um the old Mickey Mouse thing where um Mickey Mouse was in black and white and um Mickey Mouse 
and he kind of looked like the Animaniacs. Uh, and I thought the Animaniacs were actually mi- an anime, um, um, Mickey's. Gotcha. What type of Mickey's? But there's a lot of stuff that happens in this where like um, they'll drop they'll drop things on people's heads, or they'll like uh, try and do things that uh, are there. Like like a lot of really like cartoon things will happen where. They'll try and, uh, uh, somebody's trying to get away from them, but then they're, like, right there behind them, or they'll just magically appear, or they'll have, uh, giant anvils that'll drop on people's heads and crush them, but no one dies. Like, if you've not seen, like, cartoons like that, where that kind of crazy stuff happens, right? Uh, I think maybe so, but there was actually one episode where at the end there's a song where Wacko Warner was burping and he was like he was like ah 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 and for a moment um the dot walks in and gives her gives him soda and drinks it and then he gets burping again that's just to help him burp him more and um at the end he's not like thank you thank you he's like excuse me excuse me and it's really really funny so you uh now there's other segments there's the warner brothers but there's other ones too there's pinky in the brain there's slappy the squirrel yeah. There's Rita and Runt. Do you like those other ones, too? Mm, yeah. And then at, before Pinky and the Brain, the show start, actually starts, they do a song. And uh, there's Pinky is, um, he, he's insane. It says, one is a genius, the other's insane. Pinky is insane, and the brain has a giant head, and he's really, really smart. Pinky, Pinky, and the brain, 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 brain. Would you want to watch? Um, so, Animaniacs is very much a lot. It's a lot like uh, even older cartoons with more crazy slapstick, like the old Warner Brothers Bugs Bunny cartoons and uh, Wile E. Coyote. And would you want to see some shows like that? If you like Animaniacs, I think you'd like them. Hmm. I don't know. You don't know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Jetpack Tiger. Uh, let's say bye to everybody. <gasps> Goodbye! Watch Animaniacs, where it's time for Animaniacs. And we're zany to the max. Oh, and don't forget, they have baloney in their slacks. Goodbye. with uh, Dragonfly Ripple, and uh, now we are sitting here with David. Hello, David. Hello. And uh, so this for this episode, David, you uh, watched some uh, various versions of the uh, Hound of the Baskervilles story, uh, which is uh, one of the most popular Sherlock Holmes stories, correct? Yes. 
Um, now Sherlock Holmes, he's uh, he's a pretty well known character uh, in uh, modern uh, day literature, correct? Mm-hmm. You uh, have a history with uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, do you have a, have you been read have you read the books or read, watched a lot of his movies or what, what's your what's your background with Sherlock Holmes in general? Um, well, our entire family started watching one of the old Sherlock Holmes TV shows a little while back. Okay. So, do you remember which which version that was that you were watching as a family? Um, I. Really can't know. You just had this giant box with discs on. <laughs> it was the uh, the Jeremy Brett TV. The Jeremy Brett version, okay. Yeah, the eighties the eighties version, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, have you read any of the the stories? No, 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 no reading. David, we've got some re- comics. Have you read any of those? I think we had a kind of the Bashfields comic, except for some reason I never. And for some reason, I kept skipping through the part where they had the hound, except. Uh, I never actually learned what happened. I just <laughs> maybe you didn't finish it. <laughs> what about uh, what about you know? Because I think that Sherlock Holmes is probably one of the most parodied things too, and he's shown up in. I mean, there's even like a Star Trek: The Next Generation episode where they they do a Sherlock Holmes thing, but there's a lot of like. Uh, I think there's even like a Veggie Tales, Sherlock Holmes, and things like that. Like, have you have you always sort of had a Sherlock Holmes connection as you've uh, as you've been growing up? Well, I have seen the kind of Sherlock Holmes Next Generation episode, um, but other than that, really, it's just I keep hearing about this guy and that wears a hat and <laughs> a pipe and uh-huh. smokes cocaine and. <laughs> Do um, okay. So, um, so for this for this episode, you watched four different versions. Uh, to recap, you watched the 1939 uh, Basil Rathbone version, the 59 yep. Hammer version with Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee, mm-hmm. the 88 BBC version with Jeremy Brett, and then the season two episode of the uh, current running uh, Benedict Cumberbatch led Sherlock. Yes. What was there anything that that led that prompted you to choose uh, the Hound of the Baskerville story for this episode, or or anything in particular that led you to this uh, as an interest point? Well, it's getting close to Halloween, but I also just been kind of interested in that story for a long time. I never really learned what happened at the end, and kind of wanted to see the different ways that's been portrayed. Different takes. Yep. Now, uh, <clears throat> have you seen any other Sherlock Holmes adaptations? I know Robert Downey Jr. had a couple of movies, and there's some other versions. Besides these four, have you had any Sherlock Holmes experience or interaction? Um, besides that 80s TV show, not really. Okay. So um, of these four, then, is there a particular Sherlock Holmes actor that you like the best uh, between the, the the four that you watched? Um. I really like the actor from Sherlock. So the the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, current yeah. Sherlock. He was really funny in that episode. <laughs> Remember, he was like, like he had, he just got off of cigarettes, so he asked um, Henry to um, smoke. <laughs> Cigarettes, and then you would go right up to Henry and just take a big woof. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen those? Uh, those that show? 
at all? I have. I have. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, I did. I okay. do enjoy that. Uh, and I like the um, I like the modern take on it. As far as like here, you know, and, and I'm not as familiar with the original stories, so I I, I could be mis yeah I, misplacing my like, but it, I like the fact that it's uh, they're trying to stay somewhat faithful to the original story, but just in a modern way. But usually they do change the stories, like whoever did it. So it's not always the best if you don't actually know what happens. If you're if you're a tried and true Sherlock Holmes faithful fan, you're probably disappointed. <laughs> now, what do you think about that, David? Because why? Well, first of all, why do you think that they changed it? Well, so that people would actually it would actually be a mystery instead of just an adaptation. So if you're familiar you with the know. story, then you still have a chance it's, of being surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why they change. That's why movies are, uh, when they're adaptations, I think that's why they change them so that new viewers can have that surprise. It's good. Good observation. Um, do you like the modern take of, of the Benedict Cumberbatch? Have you seen all the other episodes or is this the only one you've seen? I've seen the first one with the taxi driver and this one. That's okay. about it right now. Do you, uh, do you like it as a period piece better or as a modern day story better? I kind of like it both ways. Kind of. I like that it feels like you could act instead of just this crummy little village with three people with three houses and and then one giant mansion. It's an actual town Mm -hmm. instead of three houses and a giant mansion. So the other three uh, that you watched there are they? They're all set in um, in the in the original Sherlock Holmes setting. They're not a modern day telling, correct? Yes. So of those three, what what is your favorite version? Um, well, I think I might let's see. I think I like the first one the best, that which was a black and white silent silent film. It wasn't silent. It wasn't. Oh no, it wasn't. Was it? No. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Anyway, um, I liked that one the best, mostly because I didn't know what was happening, but through the other ones, I actually knew what was going to happen. Okay. So you watched them in that order. You watched the uh, 39, then 59, then 88, and then uh, the modern one. So you, didn't, you watched them in release order? Yes. Okay. Of the uh, actors, though, of, the, of those first three, did you, do you prefer one of them uh, over the, another, over the others? Not really. They were all pretty good. What? Um. Okay. So, so talking about the differences, we we sort of touched on the, this a little bit already with the Sherlock, the modern day Sherlock, and it's set in the modern day, and they changed the they changed who did it. But what are the other differences between the 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 three earlier versions besides the ones in black and white, and the others aren't? What what makes the thirty nine version different from the others, and so on? Well. I saw it first, and I didn't know it was actually going to happen. <laughs> as far as the differences in how the story is told, is it essentially the same no. story, or do they do they each have their own take on the the story? It's technically the same. The person that um, 
the person that committed the crime did. So, Daddy, did you put up the spoiler warning yet? Uh, I, if I didn't, I will. I'll, I'll go back and have one. If we... I'm probably going to say something tonight. Yeah, go ahead. Feel free. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what they did was they had the same, except it was still the uh, brother and sister guys brother that did it but they changed the relationship between the brother and the sister so in the first one they were brother and sister and the second one they were mother and I mean father and daughter and in the third one they were brother and sister pretending to be I mean they were husband and wife pretending to be a brother and a sister Okay. Um, the uh, what about the interaction between uh, Holmes and Watson uh, do you do you enjoy that dynamic? Yeah, the connection between them pretty much stayed the sh- same. Pretty much stayed the same with all of them, but it was still a nice thing to see. Was there any differences between the the Watsons uh, throughout the the four versions? Not that I can really remember off the top of my head. How did you did you feel like any of them were kind of silly? Or uh, were they all pretty capable? Because Watson sometimes has a, a reputation for being kind of stupid and silly. Mm-hmm. But I don't know um, if that's always warranted. I'm yeah. just curious what you thought. I don't really feel that in this one. I felt like he was, didn't really understand where Holmes was going at, but he was really ready to follow along with the plan and see what happens. Yeah. I agree. If I could just interject quickly, I, um, the Basil Rathbone uh, series with, with Nigel Bruce as Watson is kind of where he gets that bumbling reputation, but you don't really see it so much in uh, in The Hound of the Baskervilles. That, that's mm-hmm. the first movie that didn't really come along until later. Now, the uh, the Basil Rathbone, now that's not, um, that is a period piece, but it's not, from my, my understanding, it's not set in the Victorian era. Is that correct? This one is. That one is? Okay, yeah. but the others the yeah. other movies are not? Is yeah. that right? Or? The, the first two in the series were set in Victorian times, and then, for whatever reason, they, they switched it with the third one, and then that was set in modern times for them, which was World War II. Okay. So, uh, we've, talked, we've talked a little bit about that, that updating uh, Sherlock for the modern times, David, and, and you like that, that aspect of the two that you've seen. and. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have interest in watching more of that series, that, that Sherlock, the the current Sherlock series? Sure, yeah. And then, uh, so that so that doesn't bother you to have it set in a different time. You're you're completely fine with that. No, I'm. I get that. One. And you'd be uh you'd be open to uh, the same with the World War II version, the Basil uh, Rathbone versions in, in another setting. Well, if I was in World War II, then I would just like that. <laughs> Except but I don't know if I would want to be in World War II. <laughs> but you would, you would, you would be fine with it's the the stories being set in a different time. The, yeah. Um. So, so as far as Sherlock Holmes is concerned, do you have interest in watching more uh, of any of these series in particular? More of uh, besides the the, uh, the Cumberbatch version? Do you just want to see more with uh, Jeremy Brett or more with Basil Rathbone? Maybe. <laughs> Do you like the do you like the interaction between Sherlock and Watson and want to see you know see more of that but just different mysteries that haven't been uh, that you haven't seen yet? Sure. Yeah. 
Um, which would you rather? Well, you, and you said you'd watch some of the Jeremy Brett before, right? You, yeah, you as a family, you'd watch some of that. Yes. Yeah. Now the uh, the Peter Cushing Christopher Lee version from 1959. That's the the Hammer version. Now Hammer is known for making uh, horror movies. Um, uh, they've made a ton. Uh, there was Dracula. There's Frankenstein. So on, and Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee are in quite a quite a few of those. Would you yep. uh, did you enjoy the those two character those two actors enough to want to see them do more uh, with uh, the Hammer series? Well, I, yes, because they were Count Dooku and uh, <laughs> uh, other guy Grand, from the first. Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, him. and also. Uh, Doctor Who and uh, Saruman, if you... Uh, <laughs> and, and the man with the golden gun. And the man with the golden mm-hmm. gun. And <laughs> <laughs> they should do a movie where it's those, but the characters are actually... It's actually Count Dooku, and it's actually Tarkin, it's actually the man with the golden gun, it's actually... Now, David doesn't know about those uh, Peter Cushing movies with uh, the, the, the Doctor Doc- Who. Doctor Who, yeah. Well, someday we'll have to do those. Yeah. Um, now what, and I, I'm curious, have you, so you have not seen the Robert Downey Jr. movies, you said, right? What? The Robert Downey Jr. Um, starring, Robert Downey Jr. starred in a couple of, um, Sherlock Holmes movies and you haven't seen those, right? I guess not since I haven't heard about them. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, David. I don't even know. If I know. Him. I know who he is. Okay. Yeah. I just but, didn't. Yeah. I have, uh. We haven't seen those yet. So, um, well, let me shift gears. So, Michael, have you have you seen those? Yeah, yeah, and I enjoy them quite a bit, actually. Okay, so, okay. Um, I'm sure that we'll get to them quick, uh, sooner or later. Okay, all right. Uh, so the um, the Hound of the Baskervilles. Would you, uh, if you were to recommend this to say so Annalise isn't here at this moment, but if you were to recommend one version of this to Annalise, which one would you recommend to her? Probably the Sherlock version. Okay. All right. Well, cool. So overall you enjoy the, the story and now you're satisfied with having seen the ending and, and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Did you now the, um, I think the impetus probably because you mentioned, uh, just the, the time of the year we're in and all that, 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 um, there is sort of a uh, supernatural horror sort of setup to the story, but uh, the story doesn't end that way, correct? Uh, in the that- first three, yes. Not in Sherlock version, but yeah. But there's not, there's not a horror component. It's, it's still like somebody, a, a, a real human being is behind it, right? Yeah. Did, did you find that disappointing at all, or did you like, did you like that it wasn't? Um, well, I a kind of wanted to. See, I kind of wanted to see a giant ghost hound or a giant <laughs> super hound or something, but I I knew it was going to have to be realistic. Right, right. It's more of a Scooby Doo episode. Ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your classic Scooby Doo. All right. Uh, well, then let's uh, bring Annalise back, and we'll uh, close out with our dinner table question. The question I have for you guys is uh, what three movie monsters would you invite over for game night if they guaranteed that they wouldn't hurt anybody? Mm. Uh, so, who wants to start? 
Uh, Carl, what, what, what game are we playing? What, what, what kind of oh, board games, card games? Whatever you like. Whatever your favorite <laughs> kind of game is. I was picturing board games, but if uh, you're more of a card game person or uh, charades or mm. D&D or whatever. <laughs> so maybe maybe you should specify that first in your answer is what kind of game are you going to play and which three movie monsters would you want to have? So Carl, let's start with you if you have one. Um. Well, yeah, let's just go traditional board games, and let's go with um, – I think I'd want someone articulate there, so I'm going to avoid – boy, most of them aren't articulate, though. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to go um, – so they can't harm anyone, so I'm going to go Dracula because I think he's probably the, the most articulate mm-hmm. one. Um, Invisible Man count as a monster? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Invisible Man. Um Though he, you'd have to really be careful with him because of cheating, cheating problems. He could, he could like look at your cards or something like that. And ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, I think the next thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna really factor in here is, um, is smell. Uh, and I don't know who would smell the least bad. Um, <laughs> not the wolf man. Well, not the creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. Not, I would think. I don't know. I think for hopefully, not the mummy. Well, I was gonna say actually, I was gonna say maybe the mummy because uh, hopefully the Egyptians have done a really good job with their uh, preserva- um their preservation skills. So yeah. uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the mummy for the third option. Okay, awesome. Uh, David, do you have yours? Um. I have part of it, but I can try to make it up on the fly. So okay. I think you'd be playing some video games, and I'd have Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> you'd need a really big controller, but <laughs> Godzilla. And no, probably like one of the, the older one, the Irish Jig Godzilla, because he actually can move his hands. There you go. <laughs> Instead of little T-Rex arms. Um... And then probably would have um, maybe maybe the creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. Um, you got a reptile theme going. <laughs> eh. And then probably the me like. King Kong. Alright. So you have to have a giant movie screen to play your games on. Yeah. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Annalise, do you have yours? Um, most of it. I'd probably play something like Charades so that it can't really lose so that nobody gets mad and breaks their promise. Um, <laughs> so I would probably pick like Dracula... Um, a werewolf, and maybe like some sort of a troll and ogre or something. Okay. Cool. That would that would be really fun to see, like in short raids. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for mine, I would probably do board games just because I really like board games. Um, and I was, my my first thought was to do like the the kind of big three traditional ones: Frankenstein's monster. Wolfman and Dracula, but uh, um, 
Wolfman is so whiny. Uh, well, <laughs> like when he's in human form, he's just so sad all the time. And uh, when he's in werewolf form, he just, you know, kind of is a mess. He's kind of growls and howls. Don't know if he can understand the promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, I think I'm going to leave him out and then um, uh, I'm going to replace him with the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, so we've got Frankenstein's monster, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Because uh, those guys are both kind of sad and misunderstood and, and they probably need some friends and don't get invited to a lot of game nights. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> and <a> then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, for my third one, instead of Dracula, I thought maybe I'd go something a little more modern and do, uh, Kate Beckinsale's vampire character from the Underworld series, just because I think I'd enjoy spending time with her more than I would with Dracula. He's kind of yeah. cocky and she seems like she could be more down to earth. So those would be my three. All right. Well, thank you everybody for, uh, another fun episode and, um, Thank you, listeners, for listening to the episode. And uh, we will try to do this again soon. In the meantime, keep nerding those kids. Well, welcome back to another episode of Jetpack Tiger. Come on up here on the porch, have a seat. and uh, this w- Hey, this yeah. would actually be Dragonfly Ripple. What did I say? Jetpack Tiger. <laughs> well, we should just change the name. <laughs> I know someone who'd be very upset with us if we changed the name. Oh, <laughs> Dash. That's that's his show. That's his show. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Atomic Geeks Podcasting Network.